So I'm not sure if what they're talking about is this or not, this program, but on the radio, I keep hearing people talk about Odyssey and it sounds like the Greek Odyssey, Mm -hmm. the way they're saying it, but they're talking about something that has to do with sound because it's like the radio. So I'm wondering if they're talking about this program, which I pronounce as Audacity. I don't know. I've always heard it as Audacity from other people that cannot afford audio software like ourselves. (laughs) And I wish I was kidding, but I'm serious. When I used to hang out with the music majors in college, they would talk about Logic for Mac. Mm -hmm. And then there's my fellow Windows users had Fruity Loops. I've never even heard of that. You've never even heard of Okay, well, maybe we should look into that at some point. But Fruity Loops was like the software a lot of people use to make music on Windows. I don't think I've seen it in a while. But then there's now Adobe Studio. Same people that do like Photoshop. Mm. I just really don't want to pay that much for something that I know already how to do on here. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make sense. Before we keep on rambling... Welcome to Coffee Table Mythos. I'm Eliza. And I'm Leah. Grab your favorite beverage and let's talk myths. What are you drinking today? So we are drinking. Good, because I don't know what the fuck we're drinking. Yeah. Maxwell House. Is it Maxwell House? That's the blue container. Maxwell House. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Maxwell House is what's actually in here, in that big blue container. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's like a vanilla caramel crunch and i mixed a little bit of salty siren from bones coffee company like the very last bit of it sweet so now we're back to our franken coffees yes we're back to franken coffees i am drinking it black and i must say i had a lemon pound cake slice from starbucks before drinking this and it actually pairs very well because i still have the lemon sweetness sweetness in my mouth and then having the black coffee it's like i love it i love it so much how about you what difference are you drinking than what I am already drinking? I have the same coffee, but it has the macchiato caramel creamer. And what did you have before you drink it? Oh my god. Croissant. (laughs) (laughs) My face was just like buffering, buffering, buffering. So I had a chocolate croissant. Yeah. Your mom got us these pastries. And I was like, I wanted to eat it right then, but then I didn't because I was so full from having Dunkin' yesterday, and I saved it for today, and I'm happy I did, because I was literally just telling Leah, I was like, you know what I want? I want to go to some place and get a fresh baked good to have with some hot coffee. And Leah was like, you mean like the pound cake that you have downstairs from Starbucks? And I was like, holy shit, I forgot about it. And now I'm a happy person. (laughs) That's how today's going. My California dad called this last week and was like wow you guys were really tipsy on one of your episodes and it's like yeah yeah i was i think it was like last week's episode maybe i think you said it was like 46 mm-hmm. which is oh no it was um it was, it was 45 or 44 okay it was one of the previous episodes when i was like really fucking tipsy and he was just like you guys are funny when you're drunk and it, i don't want that to be like the reoccurring pattern <laughs> going from coffee to alcohol I don't look down upon alcohol. I just know that I shouldn't drink it that often Mm -hmm. is the truth. I'm getting really concerned about the lack of check marks under this one, which is the one you just posted. Oh. Like, it's not a huge deal if listen and MP3 aren't done, but like there aren't ones under edit. And I'm like, oh my God, what if I didn't edit it? So you had to have gotten down to the MP3 part or otherwise I wouldn't have been able to upload it. 
Okay, so you didn't turn it into an MP3? No. It was already an MP3 when I put it on there. Okay. And it said, like, Mara, final part one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So if there's any problem and we haven't um, (laughs) looked at that episode before, we've been very, very fucking busy. Leah, do you want to start off the episode by telling everybody what happened this week on your end? I kind of touched on it at the beginning of my episode. On your episode? Okay, so do you want to save it for then? Yeah. Okay, so... Needless to say, it's been a rough week. I reacted to the second dose of the vaccine. Essentially, I had to miss some work. I had coworkers that were like, oh, were you at Cancun? I was like, no, I wasn't at Cancun. I felt very sick. And then um, I've been having terrible like allergies this season for some reason. That's why my voice, if it sounds different to anybody listening, that's why my sinuses are going haywire. And I actually, for the first time in years, took allergy medicine last night. Mm-hmm. Which was, like, insane, but I woke up feeling a lot better than normal. So, originally, I was going to do a whole different topic because I found the Japanese version of Bigfoot or the Himalayan Yeti, but it was, like, a very very recent tale, to put it lightly. And then there was another one that I wanted to go into, but there wasn't so much on it. The reason I didn't want to go over that is because the mythologists that looked into the history of that specific creature or yokai... They couldn't pinpoint whether it was actually, like, previous a certain comic book artist putting it in a big book of yokai Mm -hmm. and whether he made it up or not. So I went and I found another yokai to cover. So this week I did what is called the Kamatachi. So Kamatachi was a yokai often spoken or written of in Koshine Estu region. And can refer to strange events that people use this creature to explain. So, I don't know if everybody is aware of this, but there are these things that I grew up with around in California. And I actually saw recently here called dust devils. Uh, there actually used to be like a vacuum named after them. <laughs> if, if anybody remembers. Well, dust devils, these creatures ride in those. And they cut people using nails in their hands that are shaped like sickles. Yeah. Like sickle knives. So the kamatachi was thought to be sort of a bastardized version of the Japanese word meaning stance sword, which is kamei-tachi. Mm-hmm. They were depicted as the weasel-cutting yokai in Toriyama Sekane's Gazu Hiyaki Yagyo in Mimibukuro by Nagishi Shizumori. Children in the estate of Kagaya of the Edo period were taken or enveloped into a whirlwind, and what remained were footprints on the children's backs of some sort of animal. This was said to be proof of the Kamatachi, and they were described as a beast with fur like a hedgehog, a cry of a dog, and flew in the air with wings that attacked people's limbs. Mm-hmm. Such winds that would cut people had stories concerning them in the Chubu, Kihiki, and other regions. Many legends were also found in snowy regions, and in some areas, the whirlwind themselves would be called the Kamatachi. They were used to explain, also, when a person would fall and get a leg injury. For example, me a few springs back. (laughs) On the railroad tracks. On the railroad tracks, yeah. (laughs) In the Shinetsu region, such experiences were said to be that of an evil god with a folk belief that you would encounter calamity by stepping on a calendar. Now, I was like, what the fuck when I first read that because I didn't realize like how that had anything to relate to this, but it, it, it goes into it further. So in the Tohaku region, if you receive an injury from a kamatachi, burning an old calendar black and putting it in the wound would heal it. 
Oh, I wonder what the paper was. I don't know why I always had to deal with an old calendar, Mm -hmm. but like something about having an old calendar in your possession after you had been attacked by one would heal you. Hmm. In Hida, in the Naya River Basin, there are legends of three evil gods. Now this, I'm pretty sure, is where they got, like, when you get attacked by a Kamatachi, it's, like, in three phases. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of, it delves into that with these three gods. So the first god would knock the person down, the second would cut with a blade, Mm -hmm. and the third would put some medicine on it. Thus why there would be no bleeding or pain. (laughs) Well, I mean, like... That's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. So there are also regions where the three gods are actually a parent, a child, and the child's brother. Mm. In Aichi Prefecture, they are also called Itzuna, which Itzuna are weasel creature yokai employed by Kitsune Setsu, which are weasel yokai without the wind aspect. And since an Izuna user once forgot to tell his disciple about how to seal an Izuna, the runaway Azuna would ride whirlwinds to attack people to suck a person's blood. And saying since the blood was sucked, that is why there is no blood from the cut. Mm-hmm. In mountainous regions, for example, Kochi Prefecture and Takushima and other areas of West Japan, such an event encounter would be called being cut by a nogama, which is a wild sickle, which are deeds of grass-cutting sickles that have been left forgotten on fields and became yokai. That's sad. But it's interesting how inanimate objects can be turned into. Well, it goes further into that one. Mm -hmm. So in Ia region, it is said that sickles and hoes used for digging a hole in a funeral, if left for seven days without taking it back, turn into a nogama. And if you encounter one, you must chant, Beneath the feet on the bottom left of Buddha is the stump of a kurotaki, which is a bamboo species, and quickly became clean but let it grow back. You'd say the chant in Japanese, and it's supposed to keep yourself from getting hurt by the sickle. In East Japan, it is said to be the work of a a mantis, or longhorn beetle's ghost. In Western Japan, they are also called the kazakama, which is also called the wind sickle. Mm -hmm. And they slice off people's skins. At first, there's no bleeding or pain, but eventually it would start to bleed, and there would be pain, but you need an old calendar in your hand to fix it. I don't know what it is about the calendar thing. There are also tales of these both outdoors and indoors. For example, in the Edo period, women who attempted to do their business in a bathroom in Yotsuya, which is a place in Shibuya, Tokyo, and men who attempted to put on a geta, which is a traditional Japanese shoe, in Ushigomi, encountered Kamatachi. In Ome, there is a story of a woman whose lover was stolen by another woman. So she cut her hair... And that hair became a kamatachi and cut her rival's head by the neck with a single stroke. Damn. Yeah, so there's various different types of animals that they say is the kamatachi, but essentially they all do kind of like the same thing as cutting a person. It was saying specifically cutting wind. Mm -hmm. Has to do with cutting wind. And when I hear that, I'm like... Every time I've seen a dust devil, it's been during, like, warmer winds, not so much during cold winds. And maybe that's just me, because in California, like, I'd see it in the middle of summer when I'd be at summer camp. Or, for example, when it just started becoming spring, I saw a version of that, but with, like, cherry blossom petals Mm -hmm. going across my car while I was coming home from work. So, I don't know if it has to be, like, 
when they're saying cutting wind, I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's for the snowy regions, like winter. It could just be anything caught up in that dust devil that's sharp enough at the rate it's spinning to cut to you. To cut you, yeah. It's just kind of crazy, because it was so widespread that it had to be an often enough occurrence for someone to be like, oh yeah, that's what this is, and then like... Yeah, they have those in the Okami game. Yes, which you've explained to me very well, because I literally had just learned about them this morning, Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm going to go into more detail on that. There's like another legendary creature, yokai, that I wanted to look into, but I need to find more information on it, because when I looked it up online, it would take me to the Chinese origin version, and not the Japanese version, but there is a Japanese version of it. Mm -hmm. So I will eventually get to that, because they're very so pretty but anyway that is the kamatachi and next week's grab bag so that's gonna be fun i hope um y'all stick around for that thank you for listening uh we're gonna take a short break we'll be back with leah's and we're back thank you for sticking with us yeah so the sad news for the week is that I lost my Bana. I had him for almost seven years. He was getting up there and he was super spoiled. So I originally was going to do a different topic and then I decided to change it to this one for him. What kind of Bana was he? He was a lion, a dwarf lion head. Bunny rabbit? Mm-hmm. So in Japan... There is a bunny in the moon called Gyokuto. It's also called the Suki no Usagi, which means moon rabbit, or just called the jade rabbit. This is not a species of creature, but rather a single bunny, as we will see in the story that I tell you. The rabbit can be seen pounding something when you look up at the moon. Depending on the country depends on what he is pounding. So in Japan, he's making mochi, or rice cakes. And in China, he's mixing medicine for the gods that keep them immortal. But the story is actually even older than that. The original story came from the 4th century BCE in a compilation of Buddhist legends and was originally written in Sanskrit. Then Buddhism came to China and with it came this story. Then finally, it arrived in Japan in the 7th century CE, where it melded with the local folklore and became the story that I'm going to tell today. I was researching this during my lunch break the other day after Bunna had passed and the ending kind of like slapped me in the face, but here we go. All right. Once upon a time, there was a monkey, a fox, and a rabbit that were traveling through the mountains. They came across an old man that was a little worse for wear collapsed by the side of the road. He had fallen from exhaustion from trying to cross the mountain himself on foot. The animals felt compassion for the old man, and so the fox went to the river and caught him fish. The monkey went into the trees and came back bearing fruits and nuts for him to eat. The rabbit, however, only knew how to gather grass, and that wouldn't be helpful for the old man. Lamenting that he would not be helpful, he asked the monkey and the fox to help him build a fire. Once it was built, the rabbit jumped into the flame so that the man had meat to eat. When the old man saw the lengths the rabbit went to out of compassion for him, the old man revealed himself to be one of the gods, Taishakuten. 
He took the rabbit from the fire and raised him up to the moon so that all future generations would be witness to the rabbit's compassion. They say the reason it is hard to see the rabbit sometimes is because he becomes obscured by the smoky haze of his fire, which still swirls around his body. And that's the story of how the rabbit got onto the moon. Now, in China, the jade rabbit is a companion for Chang'e, the goddess of the moon. This was shown in that 2020 animated movie, Over the Moon. I love that film. It's so good. It was super cute. And that's why the rabbit had that, like, little bit of a green tinge to his fur, because he was the the jade jade rabbit. rabbit. Got it. In the older Buddhist version of the tale, the animals are a jackal, otter, rabbit, and monkey instead. But it follows a similar plot line. In this one, the rabbit does not get hurt when it jumps into the fire, and the god reveals himself to be Sakura. He then drew the rabbit's likeness on the moon. This rabbit is believed to be on the journey to enlightenment. Mm. Besides over the moon, the jade rabbit can be found in all kinds of things. So shout out to Stephanie. Sailor Moon's name, Tsukino Usagi, is a pun meaning moon rabbit. Aww. Multiple people have written songs about the rabbit in the moon. It's a playable character in Smite. As I said, it was a character in the movie Over the Moon. Mm-hmm. There's a town in southern Japan called Gyokuto, with like a long O on the end. And in Destiny 2, players can visit the moon and leave rice cake offerings to jade rabbit dolls. Aww. On the other side of the world, the Native Americans have stories of rabbits in the moon as well. However, these seem to have been completely unrelated and not affected by the different groups coming in contact with each other. Since the moon is tidally locked to the earth, humans have been staring at the same sides for thousands and thousands of years. So it seems this is just caused by a phenomenon where we as humans seek patterns like faces and animals out of random shapes. Like how as a kid on the school bus you find shapes in the weird fake leather of the seat in front of you. Yeah. Generally speaking, this is called pareidolia, but in terms of the moon, it's called lunar pareidolia. That's cool. And that is the story of the rabbit in the moon. You know, growing up, I heard this story of the moon. I was in multiple elementary schools in California. The first one I was in was in Northern California. It was called Parkview Elementary. Mm -hmm. And I remember being told by, like, one of our Chinese descendant teachers, like, okay, this is the story of, like, Chinese New Year. And, like, we're going to talk about the moon. And here's the folk tales. And it was really cool. I was really, like enthralled by it but as like a six or seven year old i'd look at the moon and i saw like a guy on a dirt bike doing a wheelie (laughs) that's my like that my seven-year-old self that is what i saw when i would look at the moon he showed a god compassion and his likeness was drawn on the moon that dirt bike rider (laughs) the dirt bike rider yes (laughs) it's like i had already heard the story of like the moon and everything but i was just like it's a dirt bike rider doing a wheelie the moon's one of the harder things i When I'm trying to draw or paint, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of trouble getting it because, like, I just feel like it doesn't look realistic. I can put the splotches in exactly the same spots as an actual picture that I'm looking at, and it just doesn't look right to me. Aww. Yeah. And for anybody that's wondering, Bunna was given a proper burial (laughs) with, like, a nice little plot surrounded by trees and grass. Yeah. With a big stone on top of the area and everything. So, it's been kind of a sad week weekend because that happened midweek for us yeah 
and on top of all of my coworkers are like falling out sick. Yeah. So I'm like trying to keep it together at work. It's like people are <laughs> people are getting sick while others are being vaccinated. And then in the state of Maryland, I don't know how it is for everywhere else fully, but like they just lifted the mask mandate yesterday, but businesses are allowed to still say you need to have a mask to come in here. So it's just kind of crazy cuz you'll see people, most people are wearing masks still. But then you'll get those one or two people that'll just, like, walk into a business and they're not even wearing a mask. And you're just like, oh my gosh. You literally just walked past a sign that said, it's mandatory to wear a mask in here. If you don't want to wear a mask, go online. Right. And they just brazenly walk inside. It's been crazy. Like, on top of that, our workplace has been crazy. And then on top of all that, I'm starting to develop a story on the side. Which has been, it's, like, really cool and I'm really excited about it. But I'm doing, like, the, the character designs now. And, like, kind of only showing, like, I think a few select people see, like, okay. Because I'm still developing the characters, their looks and stuff. Mm -hmm. But now that I know more of what my style is, drawing-wise, I'm able to kind of, instead of looking at a picture and being like, okay, this is my reference photo, I have a picture in my head and I can just draw it. Right, because you've had 47 weeks worth of drawing drawing prompts, pretty much. Right. Times two sometimes. But um, capturing the different body types better is what I'm trying to do with my art. Mm -hmm. Because these characters are not just some chiseled buff person or like model-esque person. They're human looking. They're, they're human looking. And that's kind of what I'm going for because that's where this story is. So hopefully I can depict it the best way possible if that makes any sense so that's what you've been up to yeah on top of everything else i'm still working like a full-time job which is absolutely crazy right now and we're doing this and we're doing this so it's fun it's crazy we're hanging in there i hope everyone else listening in is hanging in there and that they're doing well welcome to all of our newer listeners but yeah, thank you for joining us on this ride. And I can't believe we're only like a few months away from our one year anniversary. Yeah. We oh. only have four more weeks to go. Oh my gosh. So we got to figure out what we're going to do because that would technically be a Celtic week. But it's like, are we going to do something special? For our one year? Mm -hmm. Or are we going to do a Celt like just regular Celtic like we've been doing to keep the pattern going? It's a good question. We'll see. Stay tuned for the year anniversary special on week 52. No pressure. Start the countdown. Yeah. And with that, everybody, these are your reminders. Make sure to check out our art for this week's entities on our Instagram at Coffee Table Mythos. If you want to share any art of your own of these beings, make sure to use our hashtag Coffee Table Mythos so that we and our followers can check them out. As always, if you have any stories or requests, please email us at coffeetablemythos at gmail.com. And remember to mention if you want a shout out of either a name or a handle, or if you'd like to remain anonymous. You can also find us on our Facebook page, Coffee Table Mythos, where you can message us as well. Check out our merch on Teespring at teespring.com slash store slash coffee dash table dash mythos. We are adding more listings as we research more beings and make more art. If you would like to donate to us, you can on anchor.fm slash coffee dash table dash mythos, or you can become a patron through patreon.com slash coffee table mythos. For right now, all donations will go to making this podcast better. Thank you so much for listening. Please give us a like, follow, subscribe, share, and review our podcast if you have the time. We are interested in what you have to say. This is Coffee Table Mythos. We'll catch you next time.